Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Source. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be taking it back to New York, where I am from originally. I got my good friend here today, Bobby, and we're going to talk nothing but Rangers, who are in the second round of the playoffs, starting up tonight against Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, they are. Best team in the MLB, the New York Yankees. We got so much to talk about. We're both lifelong fans of both teams, and we are just going to jump right in. Bobby, how's it going? It's going great, man. How are you? Doing very, very well. Very rare time that both of our teams are playing very yeah. well the same way. <laughs> Usually, you're lucky with one. You get two going at the same time. It's pretty nice. I know. Definitely. It's still stressful, though. I'm not enjoying myself at, at all. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, I am and I'm not. You know, it could end at any time. So, yeah. Well, it's not game seven tonight. I'm not going to overtime. It's I'm pretty confident against the Carolina. So, we'll uh, let's talk some Rangers first because I know we just came off that big series from Pittsburgh. That was that was a pretty wild series. I I think at first that I know you you t- we texted each other after that game one triple overtime loss. That was such a heartbreaker. Brutal. They had I, that. That's tough. They bounced back, but that's a heartbreaker to lose, especially at home. I mean, yeah. and it's Pittsburgh. They had Pittsburgh number all season. I mean, they. I think they were two and one or three and zero against them. Two and one. And two and one, and you know, Pittsburgh just kind of. They're, they're they're experienced. It showed. You know, they they put up a fight. They're way better than I thought they were going to be. Honestly, yeah. And I, for some that kid, that guy Deming, he couldn't. He played lights out for a third string. You know, backup goalie. Yeah, I didn't know that he was a third string because I know that other guy, like the the Smith, the Smith. Yeah, I know he went out. That it was kind of weird. He kind of just like just skated off the ice, like he just had to use the bathroom or something. I, I don't. I never. I think they said cramps or he pulled the muscle or something like that. But to be out that whole series is crazy. Yeah, he must have I, been. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of relieved when 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 Tristan Jari came back in. He was out for like a month or so with a right. foot. And I'm like, he's going to be rusty. It's game seven. I, I mean, if I was Pittsburgh, I would I would have went with the hot hand and kept Jari in. I mean, uh, Dominion played well. You know? Yeah, he also had uh, the, the games that he was in. He had our number, and that's that. I kind of find interesting because just the playoff runs that we've had over the years. I know it's just kind of our first time back in a few years' time, but I just kind of I was reminiscing. I was talking to my cousin the other day, like. It's weird because in the past, we've had to deal with backup goaltenders who've given us runs. Like, I remember, I think in 2011 or 2012, when we played Ottawa in the first round, we took, we took on Anderson, and he gave us a run. And then, obviously, when um, Carey Price went down 2014, I think we had, like, that backup goaltender. And I think the same thing in 2014 also when uh, whatever, whoever – I don't know if Fleury was starting goaltender then. I don't know why I'm thinking that. But – you might, I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, we're, we're at it again tonight. Game one, they got Antti Ranta in, the, in that. Their, their starters hurt. We got the backup game one. So it's it's par for the course so far this series. Wait, Ranta, like the former Rangers goaltender? Yeah, he's starting for Carolina tonight. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I don't know if he was really experienced or knows this offense pretty well. We could score a lot. So I'm... It's a totally different team. The problem, I mean, we're, the, the frustrating thing with the Rangers, man, is they, they, they don't shoot. They never shoot enough. I no. mean, I can't tell you the amount of times they have they're wide open in front of the goal and they, they try to do some battling the pass behind them to the through two guys. That it's, it's like just shoot it, get the rebound. Someone's there. It's great. Yeah. You, I was watching the Calgary Dallas series a little bit here and there, even and it was a totally different game. It's yeah. it's crazy how 
you know, I, 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 it's me watching the Rangers all the time. So I'm kind of used to like, I mean, they do the same thing, like the dump and chase. And it's just frustrating. A lot of times you get a nice, nice little breakaway. It's like a two on one and they, they dump it and change lines. It's like, just power it out for 30 more seconds. I know. They just, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Even on power plays. Like I remember just so many times a series, like, and they were, I know we could both talk for hours about how much like the refs are just completely biased this entire series, but like everything with yeah. whenever they were given a power play, it's, I don't know what they were waiting for. Like, you Pittsburgh know, they never had, got anything. They never, they, they called nothing on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Never on anything. And even that game one, like I know that game one, we were talking about it. Like when, um, I think it was Capo when he got shoved in front of the net and they called the interference. Like I understand like Deming, I think Deming at that point, he couldn't uh, really defend, but at the same time, it's like, that's your own guy doing that. So that should have been a power. That was, that was a goal. Yeah, it was a goal. And that could have saved me a lot of stress and definitely both of us some sleep that night. But even earlier, earlier in that game, the game one, uh, Ryan Lindgren, he got a, um, a roughing call that right. was, they delayed as, as well. They, they changed puck. Already, usually they call the penalty, and once it, once the Rangers hit it again, then they, they blow the whistle. They, right. they played for another minute. Then they, whatever reason, they stopped it, reviewed it, and they're like, "Oh, you're out for two minutes." And then they put Pittsburgh on a power play. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And we've talked about it for years. I just know other people that we talk to who are Ranger fans. Like it's so biased against Pittsburgh. They get every single call. And it's almost kind of like the Patriots with like Goodell. Like they're on like speed dial with like Batman. It's just it's they just love Crosby. They want sitting there. Yeah, I guess, and but. It definitely wasn't the difference. We didn't. Have, we did not have to face him for um, in Game Six. I think that was a big momentum, and I also think Mika coming alive that kind of sparked. And Kreider just is really our driving force. He just he's such a leader on this team, and I'm hoping he gets a C on his jersey soon. I know. I love Mika, man. I, he yeah. he was quiet the first couple of games, and then he just put the team on his back. He just he's like, I'm not. We're not going home. That's what yeah. I love about him. He's a tough. He's just. I even like I think it was last season he started off slow and still ended up with twenty goals. He just he's he, yeah he's the kind of he's like number he's the center you want on your team. He's a player you want. He creates. He shoots. Well, they, the shooting thing I, I'm gonna I could I harp on that. You could watch you watch I, the first period tonight. I guarantee it's gonna be they'll be outshot by ten goals. Uh, about ten shots. Yeah, it'll be it'll be seven to seventeen in like the first ten minutes. They're gonna pepper them. I mean, uh, Carolina's offense is way different than Pittsburgh. They are, and Pittsburgh really just had that one line, the Crosby Gensel Malkin line. That was the, really the, the the pest of the whole thing. And Gensel had like eight nine goals in in that series. He was unstoppable, and like just I, I, he's not a terrible player, but just he was such a thorn in our side every which way. Like every time it went through, it was him. Every just he's always in the right spot. Yeah, exactly, and that just happens. Like it. It happens with like NBA, like you have like a random guy just like catch fire for like three that just like yeah. never did anything. But you no know, momentum changes them. One thing like I kind of thought about, I was actually a little bit nervous going to the Pittsburgh series because Pittsburgh, you mentioned they have so much experience. They've won all these cups and more recently too in the last like five, six years. But I, listened, I think I heard on like Boomer and Geo, um, they talked about like, though they're very good. And I know Isaiah's a huge Rangers fan. He kind of mm-hmm. just talked about like, you know, as good as they are, besides really just Kreider, Mika, and Panarin, obviously, the rest of the team is just kind of novice to playoff hockey. And even as good as Igor played, he did give up a lot of goals. Some of those obviously weren't necessarily his fault. Just like, you know, they had some bogus power plays at the Rangers, even in game seven. Truba had like that 
stupid play. Like you can't be putting your team in a position. But oh, against all the game seven, he had that little above the net, the tap in. That was terrible. That was just even like the com- when you hear the commentators talk about like, yeah, I think that's above tap in. Just it's ridiculous. He, not only that, he kicked it up like a hacky sack, and then he just like smacked just it down. Tries to tap it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. So hopefully you get a little more of a biased refs than uh, than we did Pittsburgh with Carolina. But Carolina, like you said, they just they have strength on all levels of their roster. Like it's not just one line. They have decent defense. They just they kind of remind me a little bit of like the Kings a little bit back in twenty fourteen. Just a team that just like doesn't really go away. Like, yeah, they the uh, I mean the Rangers. Their line they can go pretty deep. Uh, that one guy who drove me nuts, uh, Nemeth, number twelve on the defense. Mm-hmm. He was the worst. I, I, he had to have nine penalties on him. I know. He's turning. He's turning the puck over. He, he, I was like, this guy. He didn't play game seven. They've had um, I think his name. Uh, they had two other guys in there. Motto, I think you know, and uh, another guy. And they 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 tightened it up a little bit. But nonetheless, I mean, they, they don't. Of course, the team doesn't have a lot of experience. It's a lot of young kids. They've had a lot of draft picks. I think the the biggest, uh, the oldest, um, most experienced guys is Kreider. Yeah, we forget Kreider's been there for like a decade plus. He came up yeah. in 2012 when he was a rookie. So, and Shosturkin, he only Shosturkin only played that that bubble year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, they didn't go to the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, they, they, they and they honestly they're ahead of schedule. Oh, I'm not going to deny they, that at all. Yeah, nobody expected them to to win 50 uh, 50 games above 50, uh, 35, 40. They should be middle of the pack. Yeah, if well, anything. I think a combination of like the Islanders definitely did not have that same year that they did. I was very surprised that as much as I dislike the Islanders, <laughs> I'm uh, I was very surprised that they fired Trots. I think that was a listen. Yeah. I, I I hate the Islanders. You know, I've gone to games. I've rooted against every. You know, I rooted for the other team. To start on the road, the first thirteen games, like that, to get impacted like COVID, all out of your hands. Like there's nothing. And just to let Trotz go is makes no sense. I don't know what what's it, Lou Lamarillo, whatever his name is, Lamarillo. Right? Yeah. Lamarillo. He. I don't know what he's doing. And I think they promoted the assistant coach. They did. I saw they promoted from within. I don't. What is that? I don't understand that at all. I don't know. It could have been. It, whenever that happens, I always think it's one of two things. Either there was some sort of like internal strife between him and like management. Like, look, this is the way I kind of want the Rockets to kind of shape up and. Or they're just like you can have a franchise who's just really impatient, even after you have like pretty good success. Like obviously Trotz is a Stanley Cup winning coach and took to Islanders to those big playoff runs and they were one series shy at the Stanley Cup. But yeah, I just I think it's stupid. And all over social media, we saw everyone like you know just in complete disbelief. But I don't know. I don't necessarily even consider the Islanders a win now team. I mean they they're still not really. I don't think I, I mean, so. Really. You could tell from, I mean, they had that, that stretch with the COVID that their their young guys are on their farm. It's it's not good. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't know. They're not they're 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 not going to be ready for a while. They they I guess maybe they are kind of a win now, but it's better off that they they as as bad as the young guys played when they when they had it when they got called up. It's good that they 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 kind of they kind of suck this year because now they're going to end up getting, you know, they'll get a high pick and you know see where that goes. Hopefully, you know, they play like Lafreniere and Capo first couple of years. <laughs> slow and uh, slow and tri- but they don't play. Yeah, that's another problem. I mean, I love uh, Gallant. I, I, you know, he's no, he's, he he kind of lets him play. He does his own thing, but he just doesn't manage the minutes right. Right. I mean, not for nothing. That young line, the Heedle 
uh, Capo and Lafreniere line, they kind of saved those games two, three, four. You know that they kept us in that. They did, yeah. They played. They played pretty good. Yeah, especially when they were on power plays, we just they were they stood they stood firm and no offense. Those other couple games, obviously that one game where I think we lost seven two. I think it was game uh, game four. Um, yeah, this it, it, yeah, that was brutal. Well, you know, a couple of those like um, one of those was like an empty net, and it just I think we were just kind of uh, at that point I kind of thought oh they they kind of figured us out maybe we overachieved a little bit but yeah the line came through it's there's not only there's multiple periods in the game but there's multiple games in a series so you're definitely going to see no night's going to be the same and obviously hockey is a sport that's going to be changing momentum every which way so yeah yeah I'm not gonna. I'm optimistic about – I could be just riding on a high possibly from the Pittsburgh series, but I'm optimistic about uh, the Hurricane series. I think I think we kind of match up well against them. I saw today on, like, New York Post that was actually pretty good. Like, though they, I remember when they played us in the bubble in 2020 that they stopped us, but I'm on no, under no comparison of – No, it's a different team. Different team. We have a more polished goaltender going to win a Vesna. We have – three guys on offense and Kreider, Mika, and Panarin who could just completely electric uh electrify just start I, off. I don't I don't think I don't think Fox played that well either last series at all. No he didn't. No he was not the so, guy he was really all season and I don't think uh we really like you said really saw what he's really capable of doing and they could just be maybe some playoff rust but um I'm not sure. I'm uh I'm optimistic about it and I don't think the I don't think the Rangers have played their best hockey this postseason yet. No, I'm hoping that they they're riding their high, you know, from Game Seven. I hope you know they they carried on. And they play a little tough right now. I mean, the game's about to start now. I'm watching it on my phone. Yeah, yeah. You got some live updates, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I get I get the uh, score updates too, so I'm uh, I'm keeping track. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing with them is like. And you mentioned like the dump and chase, and I don't know if this is the same, but I remember back in like 2012 when Torts was still head coach, it was so frustrating because, like, ironically, they didn't score. But when they were under uh, Vigneault, like, they were scoring, but the defense wasn't as good. But just like the dump and chase is such an ineffective form of offense because it's not even like law of like, it's more like a law of averages. It's like, okay, we do it this many times with probability. It's like we're playing money ball with hockey. And yeah. just, I'd rather them. I understand you can't always develop a strategy, but I'd rather have that aggressive like Chicago Blackhawks approach. Just shoot as many times as you possibly can. Whatever sticks, sticks. And like, I think there's like a fascination with just like setting up for like this amazing goal and just having this assist that's just going to electrify a crowd. Like, look, if it gets behind the line, dude, who cares? Like Panarin's, Panarin's goal in game seven wasn't pretty. Just weaved its way through. But whatever gets you to win, that's – Pucks on net, and that's all. That's what the thing. Pucks on net. Just keep shooting, and stop yeah. shooting at the body. They 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 do that too. They get the breakaways. They flip it right in the chest. Yeah, I don't know Play about the holes. that. It's, it's weird, and they need to be a little more polished. This because uh, obviously each round you go, it's going to be another degree of difficulty. And if they were to get past, I I personally think Carolina is going to be the toughest hurdle out of the East. I don't think Florida or Tampa is going to be that difficult if they were to get to the conference. Uh, Tampa's going to be tough, man. Something about that it's, team, Tampa's. Yeah, I, I feel like they're kind of like, uh, uh, as a team, they're kind of like LeBron and like his teams. They like, they take it slow. They're like, ah, right, we'll get we'll get to the playoffs. They're going as a seven seed, a six seed, and they'll just mow down. They they wait for the playoffs. 
yeah. don't need to be number one seed. They'll 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 take it down wherever they got to be. They're also kind of a team, like you mentioned, like just something to keep in mind about that. You made a good point. They're, though they're a team that, um, like you said, they can finish whatever. They've done it the last two times, and they've had deep runs in the past. So, like LeBron, they've done it before. They know how to do it again. So, yeah. And it'd be kind of weird, like, facing McDonough <laughs> for a chance to get to the cup. But, you know, it's – Tampa Bay Rangers. Yeah, right? Yeah. What are, the, are there any of the players still on the team? Like, I know Boyle's gone. Strawman went there. JT's on there. Nah. JT was in uh, Vancouver. Really? Wow. Jeez. Everyone kind of – yeah, that was that was Tampa. That was our dumping ground for a while. I remember. Yeah, and look what happened. They fucking won two. Oh, sorry, I fucking curse on here. Nah, you can curse. It's fine. Two cups. I'm sorry. I tried. To be, I tried to. Be, I made it. I made it. What? Twenty minutes almost. <laughs> we we can have it like this. It just, it just can't be like a Howard Stern, you know. <laughs> just beat me. You can beat me. <laughs> Makes so, yeah, they won two cups out of it. I, yeah. I know. Yeah, it just the thing is if. I was I was talking my cousin like if the Rangers move to the second round with this team, like we're both kind of happy. Like um, it's it's not terrible if they lose in the second round because they're so young and like you like you said they even had a schedule. So if they to if they were to get past Carolina for a chance for you know I I feel like Tampa's gonna end up winning, but if they have a chance to get face off against Tampa for the cup, that'd be it's like a dream come season, dream come true right now. It's the deeper it go, the better it gets. Yeah, first year head coach too. That's not really a complaint. I mean, even the same part. Like Florida is supposed to be this powerhouse to be good all year, but they really don't have that much experience. Plus, they also have the Presidents Cup, which is as good as it is. It's kind of a curse. So That's the, yeah, well, the Rangers had it. Yeah, it's been you know a number of years since someone's done it though. So. <laughs> I Rangers know. won the President's Cup, but they lost in the but first, second round. I think they lost the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. No. What was the last time that a team won the won the Presidents? It was the Rangers, right? In '94. I want to say. Uh, I'll go with it. Why not? I'll lean. I'll, yeah. I'll lean into that take. Yeah, I want to say it was then. Obviously, that was a different team. You had Hall of Famers on that roster, but it's. We'll see. It's. I was also, gonna go back when you when you were talking about the coaches before. I was gonna say under, under Tortorella, they were winning games two one three two. They were lucky two, they scored yeah. four goals. Yeah, and if they lost, they lost by one. It was one nothing because they couldn't score. And then yeah. Vigneault, they would score. But if they got after they got Saint Louis, he just sat in a little slot and just popped shots all the time. Yeah, that's when they went. You know, they went to the cup that year during that during that run. And then uh, what was the guy? Before? I can't even his name now. Quinn. Quinn was. I, I think. Know. Yeah, Quinn was so so. I think I my mind's I don't know much about like hockey, like you know, free agency, and obviously that's a coach, but more about like personality. I know very little about the sport, but the thing that I'm kind of kind of gathered is the reason they brought in Vigneault was what I've seen with hockey is they just recycle coaches throughout the NHL. Like Vigneault went from Vancouver, he came from Vancouver to us, and then he went to Philly. You're either getting an assistant role or you're getting like another role. The same kind of thing happens in the NFL too. Yeah, but I think the, I think a reason why they did that with Quinn was it was maybe kind of shake things up. You know, last couple coaches before that they had Torts, then they had Vigneault. Maybe just like a change of face, and you know they had a young team, and a lot of these guys coming out of school, they're thinking. I think he came from BC, 
uh, Boston mm-hmm. College. So I, obviously, Crowder's a guy there, and maybe he was maybe they were hoping for some sort of a connection with. I'm not sure if he was a coach or Crowder when he was there. But. Nah, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I, was, I don't think so. I don't. Just what I kind of seen about Quinn, just he made moves that just did not make sense in his time. It's like playing time, just just strategy on who you're starting. It just it doesn't make sense. And go on, like you said, he's kind of lets the younger guys play, but he's not making moves that just leave a scratch in our head. He's not letting him play enough, though. I think the regular season, uh, like for Nier and stuff, they only had you know, like eleven minutes, twelve minutes. Yeah, you want you want him up 17, 18. Get the legs. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, yeah, sure, okay, you know, you get him a little bit, but by April, May, you know, Mar- even in March, he should be playing 17, 18 minutes. Yeah, I would say so, especially him. He's a first pick. He should be second line. Yeah, for sure. What were what was uh, Capo's average on minutes this year? Probably around the same, maybe fourteen. Yeah, Capo's got to be playing more, man. Like Lafreniere, I know he's first pick. They have expectations for him, but Capo, the first year was it was the first year, but they have higher expectations for for him. I think I, I actually have higher expectations for Capo because Lafreniere, I think he's going to be fine, but I don't know if both of them are going to pan out long term for us. But no, nah, I, I could see him. I could see them moving on from Capo. I Lafreniere. I think he shows flashes of like he could do that one on one stuff. He can yeah. kind of weave and he can create his own stuff. Capo's kind of like uh, in a way. Actually, he played a lot in the first series. He was kind of like a like a young Crider where he just he'd fly to the net and and he miss wide. Yeah, you know. But I, I as I said, I'm. I'm with any result this year, I'm happy. I mean, I, I didn't expect to be in the playoffs. I didn't expect to be in the second round of the playoffs. So, no, neither did I. So it was kind of like being a Knicks fan last year. So this year, obviously, was a disappointment. But yeah, well, um, hopefully they stay. Uh, they don't. They don't fall back. They stay kind of where they are. Yeah, I think they will. Hockey's kind of a sport. Like if you're contending one year, it's especially if you have a young core that's kind of building up. I don't really see too much regression coming from this team, especially with Igor kind of just improving more and more each year. I, I just think the chemistry we've we've seen over the past couple of years, but I just think the chemistry that Kreider and Mika have is just out of control. And um, well, he scored fifty yeah. something goals and fifty two goals this year. Yeah, exactly, he was Kreider was out of control. I think maybe a couple times this year he had a hat trick. And um, I, the game they had this year, I'm not sure if it was against if it was against Washington or Carolina, but I think they were down like five nothing and they came back five five or six five or something. That particular game, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was uh, it was a marathon of a game. I think Carter had a couple goals, or Mika had a couple. It just it just they're a grinder of a team. And I, oh no, Mika, Mika had a couple hat tricks this year. Well, Mika last year, yeah. it all blends together. Yeah, it does. Yeah, all the scoring and winning. You're better than me with the memory stuff, though. You you got your your stats and stuff down, Pat. Yeah, some of them I know pretty well. Sometimes I get mixed up, but you know, for the most part, I, I kind of have like a steel trap for that kind of stuff. And, Speaking of scoring and everything, uh, Yankees just scored on a double from Glaber Torres. We're up one nothing now. Man, I, this team—it's it's funny because when when they don't make big moves, everyone expects them to be terrible, and they wind up being pretty good. And when yeah. they make the big splash move, it's like wow, the, 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 no one's going to touch them. They're going to be great. Like for the for I mean, they kind of did it, but not to the extent they've done it in the past, where they they went out and got that big big time lefty bat in the short porch. You know, yeah. the, the short porch. <clears throat> but they, I mean, Rizzo, I, hey, 
I'll take it. Rizzo and I mean Gallo, Gallo's whatever Gallo is. I, that I, baseball nowadays, you could bat one seventeen, but as long as you hit thirty home runs, you're like you'll pay a hundred yeah. million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gallo. Yeah. I think he's Gallo's just really there until he not. I don't wish him bad, but until he kind of really gets hurt, and then they're gonna bring up someone. I, I I'm still kind of convinced they have Gardner on like speed dial just to bring him back like mid season. He turned down. He turned down like six million. I heard. He turned down not only six million, but I think the Braves offered like a multi-year deal, and he turned it down too. So it's he's he's been offered multiple years or money, but I don't think he wants to. I don't. I think it's just a listen. He's trash. We'll be honest. I've hated him for years. Yeah, like the thing with Gardner is he was really inconsistent. Last he was really good in 2015. He had that. I think he was an All Star that year and. He was actually pretty solid in 2017 too, when we had that uh, with that that rookie squad. We had that pretty good run, but ever since probably the last like four four seasons or so, he's not really shown much at the bat. And overall in his career, he's been a good player, but he's not been like the stellar player. I think he kind of gets built up. A no, it's the, the way he hits. He, his arm. He's got a weak arm. It was always funny watching like a like a primetime game. Like you watch these primetime games. It's clearly they're unbiased, but they don't really know much about the teams. Because they're, they're like, oh, they had great arm, great arm and left with Gardner or center field. It's like, if you, if you hit a, if you hit a base hit with a guy in second, you, you're, you're going to score. Gardner's not going to throw you yeah. out. No, not really. And it's, ironically, as fast as he is, he's not that good of a base runner. He makes a lot of mistakes in, on the pads. And um, he never he was, stole. No, nah, not really. He was he was really just a guy that you wanted in there. He like, if you ever hit like a, a bunt or like a shallow single in the infield, he was most likely going to have a shot to beat it out. Or if it was to like left side of the field on third base, depending upon how good of an arm the third baseman had, he had a shot to reach first. But you know, overall, he was—he never really stole as much as I think he should have. He should have been like leading the league in steals every year. How fast he was, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just—he drove me nuts. I don't know. I hated how he <laughs> swung. His swings was terrible. He just slapped. He did slap the ball. Yeah, he wasn't like he didn't really have like a lot of power. Whenever he did, it was just kind of like lift over. It was nothing like a, a huge bomb. Um, but, you know, he served a purpose. He's kind of, in my opinion, he was never really like solidified himself as like that starter. He was kind of just more of like a, a placeholder for the year. So it's, yeah, it was, you, you, they, always, they always sign somebody to play left field or something, and then they get hurt, and then it's like, oh, Gardner's back. Yeah. yeah no. just, the, the Yankees, like the problem with them is like, they're, and this is kind of what I even went to went into this offseason. They're just en- enamored with not only the home run, but they just like are obsessed with like veterans because they know okay they're gonna give us power for the bat and everything. Like they brought back Rizzo, and obviously again him at a fraction of the cost from, from what he's producing for you. But they brought him, and then they signed Hicks to that big deal, which is just Hicks just frustrates frustrates me more than any player on that roster. Hicks is terrible. Never- it's actually. To me, it's not it's not a big deal. It's a long deal, but it's not. He's only making like I think eight or nine millions. It's not like it's it's not a thirty million. It's not an A Rod or you know, anything like that. It's not it's not a stupid contract. Yeah, it's a nice little. It's a it's a whatever. They got the kid in the the, the minors, Jason Dominguez, whatever his name is. Yeah, that's that's the future center fielder. He's young. He's not. He's but he's you know, he'll be ready. Yeah, Hicks. Like it's not a bad contract, but it's not a. Uh... It's not really a flexible contract because I think they sound like a seven-year deal. So I want to. Well, say nobody, nobody's going to take that. They can't trade him. No, not really, because like it's not even the fact of like money. It's just no one wants to have him on the books for that many years. So, I 
as far as I'm concerned, we're really just stuck with him, just paying him until he just – I don't really know if he's even really playing right now. I think he's actually hurt. but Of course just, he is. Yeah, yeah. It just – because whenever that coming. Up, yeah. <laughs> he's always he's always banged up. And you know, one thing I want to talk about is – actually, we didn't really talk about much even before it really happened, but obviously Judge turned down that huge extension – for the start of the season and he's playing like he's going to get double if not triple them out right now so i don't know if uh do you think he's going to stay or do you think uh i say I, I love judge i mean you cannot like the guy he's i mean clearly this year he's putting on a show yeah you know um not to poop on the parade but you know he's gonna he might get hurt he's not really the that's what sucks with the big guys like he's like all he's big and tall with all his power but he's almost too stiff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just don't see him. It's not, if he's, it's not, output's not going to stay the same. He could hit 30 home runs. He could have 40 home runs. He could have 50 home runs. I, I don't know. Um, do I see him staying? I mean, he had a great offer, man. 70, what is 70 years, 30 million a year? <laughs> I want to say it was. Like seven years, like two thirty. So it was at least. I think it was actually one thirty. I think it was like thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-two. Like, and the reasoning behind that is because his age, like, as much as he really, as much as it sucks, and he has like you know decide where he wants to play. Once players go to free agency, they don't really have a choice anymore. It's really just you know the agent getting the best deal. Like I don't really. I kind of heard like when it, it did happen that Harper didn't really want to go to. Um, to Philly, Philly. But his agent, yeah, his agent gave him that huge contract for 13 years. Like, unless you have a disclosure with your agent, like, look, I don't want to go anywhere, or this is what I want for a contract. Like, they're always going to look to get you the best because obviously the agent wants to get paid too. So it's, yeah. it, it is what it is. Like me personally, I don't think he's going to stay because the Yankees. What one thing I was actually thinking about this morning on the drive into work, listening to sports radio, like the Yankees don't pay their existing players; they will spend you know, bucks upon bucks for a free agent at like 31 years old for like an eight-year deal plus like the game. I, I agree with you on that point, but this year was kind of different. They didn't go out for anybody. They paid Rizzo a little yeah. bit and they, they they wanted to pay Judge. And but Judge's, Judge's problem was Judge, Judge went to college for four years. So his whole, his whole yeah. clock started a year and a half late than everybody else. Right. You know, he's two years past where he would – I mean, if he was 27 – well, turn twenty eight, he would have got a ten year. It would have he would have been to thirty seven. Like they want to give him seven years. It's, 30, it's still still thirty seven. Yeah. What's going to happen is the free agent. He'll hit the market for free agency, right? And the Yankees going to say the same offer. Yes, yeah. Seven years, like two hundred thirty million, and then they're going to have. I hate I to say see, it, but dude, I the Mets. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be surprised if he goes across town. So ten years, three hundred thirty million dollars. The thirty three million a year for ten years. Yeah, the Mets. Steve Cohen's not. He's not shy about spending money. Like they're paying Francisco Lindor thirty-four million dollars a year, and he's he's had to. Be, I listened this morning. I think he has like seven hits so far this entire month. So it, it's the Mets are not really shy about spending money, and obviously with that, they're going to have to give Degrom, you know, pretty much part ownership of the team. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes there. Obviously, the Dodgers are always in play. They're never shy to spend money, and. As much as it pains me to say, hey, I'm not going to say Boston's going to be out of the mix too, especially if they're swinging left field. Yeah, no, I can see that too. I, I also see him. He can go to a small market for someone to give him a bunch of money. 
Yeah. Oh, wait. Game break. One nothing Rangers. The, the kid, Phil Keto scored. He did? Awesome. Yeah, young guy. Yeah, young guy. Like, All right, there we go. Sorry. I want to make a statement tonight with a with shutout. <laughs> yeah. Let's, right. Let's get a win. I don't care how they do it. You know, I'll take a win. A win's a win. I'll I don't care if they win 8 7. Not only a win, I want to win like in regulation too, because yeah. that was rough on that triple OT. Oh, I can't, I can't do that again. <laughs> That's what scared me about Game 7. I was like, oh, boy, here we go again. I know. Especially when it went OT. Just, I was – thankfully, when Mika scored, I'm thinking, oh, man, they're really going to lose 3-2. And then when Mika scored, I'm like, okay, let's see what kind of momentum we have here. And then right. I, I just had good vibes going to that game. Just I was just, I was talking to my friend at work, and he said, like, what do you think? And I said, like, Rangers going to win. Pittsburgh's their back is like, like up against the wall. They had multiple chances to close it out. It just – it's over. It's for us. Well, we, were, we were lucky to be home too on that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Game no seven in Pittsburgh but... would have been tough, and you know they were full. They were full team. Yeah. Had everybody. But yeah. back to baseball. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I had to jump in there. No, no, you're good. Um. No, I can see a small market team getting them. Just throw money. It's, it's an attraction. Bring t- you know, tickets in the seats. It's like, oh look, we have Aaron Judge. You know, come see Aaron Judge. You know, the thing you can think of is constant what happened with Cano. Where they gave him like that ten year two forty, but I, I gotta say right now the way the judge is really playing with his power and everything, he was offered like what two thirty. I see like another hundred million, or at least another like eighty million on top of that offer from the Yankees, and I know he wants ten years. I don't even think really though. I even heard like it wasn't really the money that really wasn't was really the years. The years, so yeah. They, they players want to know that they're gonna have a job for this many years. And, you know, Let's I be get honest, it. You're, man. Seven yeah. years, you have two hundred and thirty million dollars. You're good. Yeah, just well, don't live above your means. Everybody, it's the, it's the. He don't seem like a kind of guy who's going to buy nine houses, you know, five hundred cars. <laughs> two hundred thirty million is going to go that go a long way. But he's going to end up getting, like I said, he'll, there'll be a team ten years, three hundred thirty. He'll still get the same thirty three yeah. a year, but for ten years, that's going to be something, something stupid like that. Yeah, I would like I to see him if he goes anywhere. I want him to go to the Angels. Yeah, I can actually see that. He's a California. I think he's a little more from like Northern California, not exactly like a uh, uh, Southern Cal guy. But if, but you got go Trout. Teams, I know Jake. Yeah, Trout, Otani, yeah. and him and Rendon. That'd be nice, you know. Yeah, I'd root for him. Shout out Jay Fink. Let him, you know. Yeah, I was about to say Jay. How about Jay Fink at at Fink, whatever his uh, Twitter handle is. <laughs> no, <laughs> some kind of numbers. I don't know. He'll hate. He'll, he'll get on us for that. Love. Yeah, man, it's gonna suck. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be there. Honestly, I, I think that's. Yeah, I I unfortunately don't either. I just think because, like what you said, I have a feeling even if he look, let's say he breaks like you know Roger Maris' sixty-one record and hits like sixty-seven home runs or something like that, and he's just been on fire and his biggest obstacle is really gonna be himself on staying healthy this season. So if he ends up doing that and can actually have that consistent, productive, all-year thing. I have a bad feeling that the Yankees, they're, they're going to have to, on their end, sweeten their offer a little bit more than what they did because their offer, bear in mind, based, on, I think, off two things. What the market, what other these other guys got, and also on a which is nuts. for the past Which is nuts. Like, Trevor Story wasn't, wasn't worth that money, and thank God we didn't sign him because he's absolutely horrific. The Red Sox right now, and the only one that's doing good is Freddie Freeman. 
he's really the only one. And I think that lineup really helps him. And obviously he was a stud in Atlanta. And when he left Atlanta, I was, I was shocked, but you know, I thought about it like Olsen was how many years on, how many uh, years younger. So it's, I understand, but to let your MVP walk and guy who's been there for so long, just when you help you win a World Series, I think it's kind of a slap in the face. But it's a bit. It's like the Rizzo thing. Like Rizzo, I don't know. Rizzo is still, what's he, he's probably 30, 30, 30, my age. He's not that much old, you know. They should have yeah, to let him go pretty early, you know. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised with him. Like, well, Chicago, I guess, I think they kind of like took a step back and they kind of just said, look, we won a World Series. For the first time in you know how many years, and we had a couple of runs to maybe get back there and do it, but we're not doing that right now. And no, they, they cut the team pretty much. They got rid of everybody. Brian's going. Everybody. The, the only one I think who's really still there is uh, still Hayward because he has that contract. But everybody else, I know Baez, um, Schwarber, yeah, Brian, all those guys are gone. So gone. And, They've all cashed in. Like Brian got that big money from uh, Colorado, which I think is kind of ridiculous. But I think this is what you. I remember when it happened when when Cano went to Seattle. I remember I was kind of in disbelief, and I remember you actually said to me, "It's like it's not a surprise." Like, what do you mean it's not a surprise? And you broke it down for me. Like, look, you already won a World Series. These guys want to get paid. So if they know they're going to have an opportunity to get money, and whether they won a World Series or not. They're going to cash in where they can because at the end of the day, if they've already won a championship, perfect. If not, and they're not winning on a team, thinking, you know what? My job is to get paid. It's to win, but it's to be competitive. Let me just do – let me cr- cross off that box in the process or cross off the other box and get in some money. It, it, it hurts. It sucks to look at it this way, but it's a business. Like if you're looking to get another job yourself, like I have a job now, I want another job, you're going to look for the job that pays you more money. Yeah. You're not going to stay at the same job, the same amount of pay, you know? No, it's it's always going to be what's going to be best for you. And, like, any team and, like, fans that say, like – and even back to, like, one one thing I always go back and forth with uh, Evan on is uh, just, like, on Durant leaving OKC. Like, to Golden State, people think, like, oh, my God, he's so, like, a weak person. Like, look, he was in OKC for years. He didn't win. For years, got close. Years. He got close, but he never did it. And you know what? I honestly think Westbrook was the problem because every team Westbrook's been on since then has just completely crumbled. So, obviously, with Durant, what he saw Gold State could do, I think he thought, you know, I bring my skill set. Not only can we win, but we could literally lock down the, the league. So that's what you you want to win. You go where you can win. Want to win? Yeah, exactly. It's but that's the flip like, side of the coin for Judge because Judge they have a good chance. I want. I mean, I want to get into this obviously, but like the pitching situation for the Yankees. Uh, better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, the guy yeah. Ty, uh, Tyone's better. Been, I think he's four and one. He's almost been unhittable. Yeah. Cole's, you know, whatever iffy. Severino's looks like he looked good the other night, and then Nestor. 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 Yeah. He's so fun to watch. He's got the tattoos, the mustache. It's just he just he throws okay. all different kinds of ways. Yeah. I, I you know, but I listen. I obviously the Yankees. Are, I would I was gonna I would say they're gonna be buyers at the, the the deadline. I know it's a little ways away, but yeah, they're definitely not gonna sell. If they do sell, it's gonna just dump a, a terrible contract. But they're gonna buy. They, they, I would buy pitching. I mean, you can't go wrong with too many pitchers. No, I definitely agree. And the thing with like that team is like their pitching has been good, but 
the thing, just the whole team in general. Like, they're a team that I kind of think is maybe just – and knock on wood when I say this, but I think I would not be surprised if they kind of dip down a bit because I think they're kind of overachieving. Like, this roster is really not that different from last year. And essentially, I don't really know what's really clicking. Maybe just people are kind of – they didn't expect them to play this well or – it could also be they're kind of being held up on like toothpicks, especially like the pitching. And as good as the pitching's been, I'm not convinced until I see some moves. I see what they could do in the playoffs. Because also keep in mind this: as much as they've won, they're playing very bad teams. They play. Well, yeah, they won well, Baltimore now, but they were. I mean, they beat Toronto, which was big. Texas, they beat Texas. Yeah, Toronto's been sliding down in the rest of the league though recently. But they're doing so, what they're doing is they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, I want to see them face off against – what's really big is they have uh, Baltimore now, but I think going into next week they have Tampa. So, Tampa's going to be – that's going to be a big one because they're right behind us in the division. I don't know if we have or if we – I don't think we played them too much yet, but we always struggle against them. And I want to say that series is down in Tampa. And we always struggle Yeah, so we'll probably, we'll probably – But I, I, do, do I expect them to keep this up? No. I mean, come on. No, I don't see I mean, the, the way you look at it is they, they, there's 162 games, right? They're going to win 60, at least 60. They're going to lose at least 60. It's what they yeah. do with the other 100 that, that's the difference of you know, what makes them a good team. I mean, they're, they're 20 and 9 or something like that now. They're, they're, but they're, play, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last the year, thing- they're, losing, they're losing series to Baltimore. They're losing series to Toronto. They're losing series to terrible teams. Yeah. By like, but they're 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 getting they're getting late inning wins. I mean, Judge had that three run home run uh, last week. Was, was last year he was he was struck he was struck out on that. So I, I don't know if they're just locked in. They have a little bit more veterans now, a little more leadership. You know, Donaldson's Donaldson, but yeah. Well, it's also this team kind of reminds me of a little bit of like a 2015. Like if you remember the team in 2015, we were pretty pretty successful that year. Um. That was kind of a team yeah. that was really on veterans with obviously Teixeira, A-Rod. A-Rod had that year off the year before because he was suspended, but he was nice and fresh and had that big season. And um, I want to say uh, – I'm not 100% sure who else is on that roster, but I think kind of McCann was there too. But you had like good veteran leadership that could that could have potentially done it. It's not the same as 9 Obviously, we're not spending the same money that we did in 9 But yeah. uh, it's – we're kind of propped up on, I think, that the long ball, what we get from, obviously, uh, whenever he does do it, but Gallo, Stan, Judge, Donaldson, Rizzo. We have a lot of guys in that lineup that can bring power. So that's the advantage to us. And another big advantage that people are not really realizing is, like, our starters, for the most part, are really not going too, too long. Like, whenever I see stat lines, other than maybe, like, Nestor, most of these guys, we're lucky if they go, like, six innings. Like six They don't have to go. Which is they good. don't have to, because Watson has been absolutely fantastic at the pen. Michael King, he's just been—he's on like all-star level right now. Yeah, but we'll. Uh, they always had a good bullpen. They do, yeah. As of now, I'm happy that they're winning. Like Chapman's you said, do I terrible. Think I don't like Chapman. They could—they could dump him. Yeah, I actually want that too. I don't care how many. The league figured that out. Do. You know, he don't throw 105 no more. He's not. He's not what he used to be. Not only that, but you put Chapman in a postseason situation, he's going to just completely crumble on each time. He, he sweats. You see him sweat? He sweats, he man. He gets, sweats. He's soaked. <laughs> he always he gets does that. You soaked. Wear, 
he always wears like these like heavy clothes and like you know even like July heat. I think he just likes the heat and everything, which is I don't know. I think um, every time he comes in, you're like, is it raining there? Why is he so wet? Yeah, I know he's so sweating bullets. It's crazy. I I would prefer. I know it's early to maybe make that move, but he's been good. I would maybe throw King in there for the closer. I don't know if I I don't know if you want to lose him as a setup, but obviously him and Green, you want someone who has some power, but. Well, that's what they do. They, they're not doing. Well, obviously, well, they're not really doing it this much this year. Is the, the closer by committee thing? They didn't let the last couple of years. Chapman was kind of they throw anybody in there. Yeah, close the game out. Close the game out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Throw King in there for a couple of games. See if he handles it. If he handles it well. Yeah. He handles it well. Yeah. Like well, Jabba. Jabba. Remember Jabba Chamberlain? Jabba was the setup yeah, guy. Yeah, of course. Of course. They put him as, as a closer. He was all right, and then they put him as a starter. It was terrible. Ruined his career. They messed. <laughs> They messed with them because they did all, all those stupid rules. Job rules. Yeah. yeah, they messed with his head, and it was a shame because he was he was a great, he was fantastic setup, and he had potential to be our closer of the future possibly. But they just completely screwed him up as a starter, and he just um, he kind of just regressed after that. And, and that was that was the old league. Yeah, it was like the one. Every, you know, ninety five was the, the norm. ninety five was hard. And then you got guys throwing ninety seven, ninety eight. You're like, wow. Now guys yeah, throwing one on one and they're hitting home runs off of him. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. What's even crazier? You have you got someone like Max Scherzer on the Mets who's still throwing by like any five or six. He's still throwing like one hundred ninety nine. So and as old as he is, it's just out of control. But that's why I would yeah. the, the the whole Degrom thing too, man. I would pay to Degrom whatever he wants. He's the kind of guy who will help. He throws hard now, but he'll adapt to throw his pitches. Will he'll, he'll get like a Greg Maddox? He will. Well, he'll strike you out throwing eighty six. Don't matter. Yeah, I could see him kind of like being like. Obviously, he's not the same physique, but CC kind of reinvented himself on the uh, latter part of his career. In 2017, he was fantastic for us. But um, with Degrom, which was absolutely just mind-boggling about Degrom, is he's the best pitcher in baseball, and he's getting paid about 200 million dollars less than Garrett Cole. Yes, it is just it's baffling. It's that clock. It's that that MLB clock. The the minor clock. Once you get up, you get five years. That's yeah. why they keep guys down there until they're like 27, 28, so they don't, they don't got to pay him. Oh, I was yeah, going to make that point before with Judge. They, they, the Yankees were smart. and They could have kept Judge. They could, they should have locked him up two years ago. Gave him yeah, eight years, $100 million. They could have got him for $10 million a year. I know. It would have been a bargain. Kind of like what the Braves did, I think, with Acuna. He has a really friendly deal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what they yeah, did with Trump. They get they like oh we'll give you fifteen years four hundred million dollars the math only adds up to, they get paid twenty million dollars a year I mean yeah, at one point so, Mike Trout Mike Trout should be getting paid you know forty forty fifty million dollars a year he's that good he's that good but they they, they were yeah. smart they locked him up when he was younger and if you're a twenty two year old kid with hey you want uh four hundred million dollars like, okay sure thing yeah I'll stay in L A you know well that's what they did with uh, what's his name Fernando Tatis Jr. when that happened after playing like two. Yeah, when they say he's played two seasons, they're gonna give him that much money. That's crazy, but you know he's not, he's not a bad player, and for a team that's young, they need a young roster. Long term, it's it's kind of a gamble. Well, on the other hand, it's it's not that bad of a decision if it pans out because you have them locked up, and the money is not going to be as if they're playing that level, then they're getting paid what they're supposed to be paid, or you're not gonna have to compete with anybody. So, it, it but you know, the, you know, you know, guy has the talent, like. You know, like to Tatis and them, like you could tell they're, they're not. It's not a one-off. They're they're that good. Yeah, they're five-two players. They got the glove. They got the bat. They're fast. 
They got, they got a great arm. Yeah. It's like Manny Machado. Manny Machado, I could watch that guy throw a baseball from third base every day. Yeah, no, he's... I don't know how he does what he I, does. It's, 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 it's incredible. He's especially... As much as I, like, just like playing against him, I always like watching him because he was just... I just remember sometimes whenever he was in Yankee Stadium, whenever they were playing them, like, they hit, like, a ball that just, like, kind of graced foul right after the third base line. He was probably not even, like, 10 feet away from the stands, and he threw that to... Throw him out. On a, throw him out. On a missile. <laughs> doesn't matter who's running. He'll throw out Brett Gardner. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Gardner, anyone, man. He was he was incredible. Yeah, I miss – it's weird how, like, you know, that was only a few years ago, but how much the like, league has changed because people could just kind of cash in on free agency. But yeah. Part of the business, and it's going to just keep being part of the business because we have to remember about these players is no matter what they're going to bargain against, like, oh, so-and-so got paid, like, the one bargaining chip that they're always going to have is like, look, if you're not going to pay me that money, I'm going to find someone who will. So you will, and somebody always will. Someone will. They're always going to like. Some of these contracts are just absurd. Like, we're seeing like the back end of it. Like, you really have to lock them up, knowing that long term in the last like, probably fifty percent of that contract, it's not going to really work out. Like, A Rod didn't really work out long term. He had that kind of resurgence towards the end, but A Rod overall. He was a 10-year deal with the suspension, the injuries, everything accumulated. He was probably out for like three or four of them. So Yeah, he, he still hit 30 and 100, though. Yeah, he still yeah, he still did what he had remember to do. I don't remember what year it was, but he was I remember the last game of the year. He had like three home runs and seven RBIs to keep like a streak of like 30 and 100. And he hit it. In, in, he played they played Tampa Bay in the last game of the year. He had three home runs and seven. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. He finished with exactly 30 and 100. I think I remember, like in 2012, when we went to opening day. I want to say he he hit a home run. I think he did. And they played. He uh, had to have. Yeah, I want to say he did. It was weird because I remember it was funny because we were actually at the beginning of that season and we were at like the so-called end. So we were there for opening day, and then we were there in 2012 and Jeter broke his ankle. So. Yep. <laughs> what a so, terrible uh, day. They lost. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yep. To uh, Sheridan run out that ball. Exactly. So bittersweet in the cold. I was talking to Evan about it. Like in my mind, part of it was worth it because we got to see the Banya's home room, which was pretty cool. That was insane. But, yeah, that was, it was freezing. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, I was cold. Yeah, I just remember it was cold. Just like my hands and my bottoms of my feet were just completely moving up and down. <laughs> we were up there, man. We didn't have we didn't have good seats. We're not rich over here. No, nah, yeah. So we had to sit with the common folk. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. We've, we've been to a bunch of good games together. Not only that, like the Steph Curry game was out of control when he dropped 54. That 54. Was that was insane. Yeah. And I always, I always think about whenever the, I see the Heat play the Knicks, I always think about the game you went to with Jack. <laughs> that, was the, that was by far the greatest sporting event I've been to in my entire life. I'm the sure big bad Heat, the, tr- the, tr- the, the super team came in. They were leading, and then Landry Fields and Danilo Gallinari just put on a show. And I'd never been to a place as loud as that. I you would have thought they wanted to. It was it was the most incredible thing I've ever been to in my life. (laughs) I've never experienced anything like it. I've had a kid. I feel like it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And we we went to a concert like a week later. There, it was not even that was loud. I'm like, I was deaf from yes for uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, it was crazy. I was. It was. It was not uh, that. That game was. Oh, I, I it, it was incredible. I can't even explain it. I, it was one of the most amazing feelings I've ever had. 
We're just hug- I'm hugging people. Like we were, they were like we won like eleven games or something. We, we were terrible. We beat yeah. that team at the Garden. Yeah, it was. I, I, I you know, LeBron sucks. Everybody hates. LeBron. I hate LeBron. Watching just sit there and like, like, what is going on? It was, it was amazing. It was crazy. I remember I closed that night at the store and I, I, I went home and I turned it on. I'm like, oh my god, they're actually gonna win, and it was just, it was so cool. The only game I could think of, like for a sporting event. Obviously, I wasn't there, but the loudest and craziest I've ever been for a sporting event was 2012 Eastern Conference Finals, Rangers Devils. So that was game five. Rangers Rangers were down 3 nothing in the first period. I'm, I turned to my friend like, you got to be kidding me right now. So they came back, and the atmosphere when they came back and they tied it up was so crazy. Everyone had the rally towels, chanting Marty at the, at the Devils. Just that atmosphere alone was the craziest I've ever been to, and possibly I was very young, but David Cohn's perfect game because that was. Oh well, yeah, wild, that's so. that's his, that's historic. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a thing to be at. Yeah, I would was, say with the next with that next game though, it was that entire stadium like you land like whoever it was would pull up for a three. It'd be dead silent. That ball would go and you would hear the swish, and it would you couldn't hear anything else. Also, the crowd war. would go crazy. It was in, it was yeah. in, oh, it was incredible. You're probably like high five and hugging people you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I made out with seven men. I don't even know. I don't remember doing it. I blacked out. That's that's when you know it's a good time when you yeah. start like dancing, hugging random people. So I went home with phone numbers. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah, I don't know. Just... probably nothing. Well, I, I thought about it a little bit. Because I'm all over them on Twitter. So the one thing about the Knicks, their biggest problem is going to be what they're going to do with Julius. And um, it, with Julius, moving him is not going to be that easy because of the contract. So they're going to have to package a first-round pick with him. So if not more. I don't really want to give up on Mitchell Obi. I think Obi is really good. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, look at how old you played at the end of the year. They, yeah, but see, that's another thing. Thibodeau didn't play him. He played five minutes, eight minutes here and there. The, at the end of the yeah. season, when they were out of it, he's playing 20 minutes. He's putting triple doubles up. Double, it was, I know. You know. Ridiculous. But that's Tibbs for you. That's why nobody likes Tibbs. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not, I don't want to move on from Tibbs, man. You go through coaches. No, no I don't want to. You, you know, I'd rather keep him. He know, he's a defensive guy. You know, they have he's something there. guy. Yeah, he – he plays as much as I think Julius is a little bit of a problem. I don't think Julius really likes playing for him that much, but RJ loves him. I know the rest of the team really respects him. He does better with younger guys. He's not going to do well with old guys because he pushes them on defense. But you know what? Yeah, like, younger guys will listen. You, like, yeah, who are you going to put in there for a head coach that's going to be better? Like, it's not going to no, be better. Nobody. It's going to be worse. Gonna be more right. You have to just keep him. I would say this is a big year for him because. They're coming off of a uh, missed playoff after making a one. And I think the problem was they kind of just ran it back with that same rock. And they overachieved the year before. And I think the rest of the league kind of figured them out. And you got to remember, they didn't even make a pass the first round with that team. So what makes you think running it back is going to get you the same thing? And Evan Fournier is not going to be the difference maker there. So, no. Yeah. They're missing something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. but They're missing a playmaker, and I don't want to trade for Mitchell. I don't because the problem with trading for someone like Donovan Mitchell or even like Dame is you're essentially going to be putting yourself in a metal situation again. 
You're going to be getting a player who's pretty good, but you're trading away the entire roster that would complement them and play well with. So well, it depends. It depends. Dame, Dame, I wouldn't get Dame's too old. I, I think I think someone like Donovan Mitchell, if you can get the right, you, you said if you give up a first round pick and Julius Randle for Donovan Mitchell, I'd do that. I would, I would do, do that in the but just it's 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 going to be a little bit more than that. And yeah, Utah's it's no one be, younger it's, guy. Yeah, it, it's going to be a top in Emmanuel quickly and two first rounders for Mitchell or something like that. Probably. Yeah, so something, something ridiculous. It, yeah, so. And quick, quickly is good. I don't know. If, I think it's going to be more of a six-man player. But Obi, I think, has a lot of potential. Like he was very seasoned, very well-experienced college player, and I think that really shows in the NBA. Like he was fearless this year. Whenever he had to go in, and the last couple of games when he was getting those heavy minutes, he was putting up these. Elect- I went to Orlando when the Knicks were playing down here at the end of April or in April, and they were. He just lit up the crowd. He's got so much potential. Obviously, they're playing the Magic. They're you know not a great team, but. Yeah, but he plays inside, outside. He plays in and out. He, yeah. he defends both things. He shoots threes. Yeah. I don't know. What more can be crazy about him. He's not even really bulked up yet. As big as he is, as for what he, what position he's playing, he still hasn't really put on that muscle. So that we, those weird shoulders. He's squared off. Yeah, I want, I want, to, I want to see what he could, what he could do if uh, he puts on a little bit more muscle, and I, I think he has a lot of potential. I, I don't want to move on from the young players like. We get them, we start developing them. And after like two years, it's like, okay, see ya. Like, you know, obviously, you know Frank who was there for a long Who was that? Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. They talked about him. They kind of said, not only is he wearing his number, but hopefully he's he built has like legs on. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But he, he's built like him. He plays, like, like, he plays better than him, obviously. He's got more, he's got more skill. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I sorry. I, I cut you off with the Frank thing. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, the thing is, like, the only player that we really kept a little bit longer was Frank, and that was really just an extension of Jackson. I don't think they really played him enough, and it just it is what it is. Yeah, like they they didn't play him enough, and then they played him too much because he didn't. Have, he, it was like they're trying to figure him out and let him work it, work through it. It's like he's not, he's yeah. he's not for the NBA. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But, yeah, we'll see. I won't go maybe like a few more minutes, but one team I just want to talk about, I know we talk about just uh, Yankees and uh, Rangers when we touch on Nick. One team in the NBA I definitely want to talk about, I don't, we haven't really talked about them that much, is the Brooklyn Nets and how much they completely internally crumbled. <laughs> so, well, I mean, part of that was the whole Kyrie uh, Kyrie thing, but that's not I mean, just Kyrie. It's the, the, the vaccine thing in New York. You couldn't play home games. Yeah. You know, they well, could have been – what? No, yeah, it's just the, just the thing is, like, with Kyrie is, like, with the whole entire vaccine thing, he said, like, you know, I'm taking a stand for people who won't get vaccinated. And the moment that lifts, he just, like, throws that cause to the trash and just goes back playing. I, I, I just – I don't think he's a good teammate. I think he's all about himself. No, no, I'm not saying – uh, the teammate thing aside, I'm saying they, they, they didn't – Oh, they wait. They have forty something home games. He didn't play any any home games till the last right, exactly. two weeks or something. That and they could yeah. have been a whole different team. They 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 every time like they have a road trip, they like they look good on the road trip because they're building chemistry. Then they go home and they're throwing another point guard in there who doesn't play like he does. He doesn't create like he does. And then you know, I'm not a Nets fan. I don't like the Nets. I like the Nets more now, but then when they first came up because they try to take the throne for the Knicks and it's like. 
oh, we have Deron Williams and yeah, oh, Paul Pierce. It's like, this team, get out of here. Now, I mean, Durant's awesome yeah. to watch. You know, I, I do like Kyrie. Yeah, I I, Kyrie's handles are, are insane. You know, I could take or leave what's-his-face, Harden. You know, he's just a lazy – he's a jerk. Yeah, you know, I, but I, I, I think if Kyrie played all year with the – you know, they played a full squad, they would have been way better than they were, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I don't think they would have been a seventh seed, and they just – they had that stretch of when they lost, like, what, like 13-something games in a row. Like, that's yeah. going to hurt anything. I think that back because they probably would only be a, at best maybe a four seed. I don't think they're better than the Bucks. I don't think they're better than the Celtics. Um, and I don't think they're better than the Heat. I know Kevin Durant's all-worldly. He can he looked terrible in the first round. Yeah, they figured him out, and they and they had Kyrie. So I mean, forget what I said. Maybe I I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not. Nah, you know. Just, but I think this. It's just they. I think that they they weren't as good as they should have been because of that whole, um, vaccine thing. Him not playing home games is a big. You know. Yeah. You're losing games at home because your best player's not allowed to play because he's, he's sitting on the bench. <laughs> now he's yeah, not hurt. And, and he's, not, he's not suspended. He just – I think he didn't get a shot. You know? I don't know. Yeah, and Durant – when it, whatever he was home, Durant was hurt for a, for a point in time for, I want to say, a few weeks. And when Harden they had nobody was playing. the team – Yeah, well, Harden was there for a little bit, but Harden never wanted to be there. And he just the, – the problem with Harden is he, he just gives up on team. He gave up on Houston, obviously – he just completely regressed and like pretty much forced his way out. He gets traded to Brooklyn. You're playing with two fantastic players. I, I don't like Kyrie as a person really, but I think he's one of the best point point guards, best handles I've ever seen in my life. But he, you're given everything. Like, what are you complaining about? And then you go to Philly and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be here. He opts in already, and then they they crumble. And MB they goes down. And you're thinking Harden's going to step up. How many shots did Harden take in that glass game? Like, I think like ten shots, eight shots. It's like. Yeah, but all the shots were in the first, first quarter. <laughs> he shoot it all the, the, yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah, he he doesn't reflect what he's like trying to represent. He definitely doesn't reflect what he's going to get paid. The guy's going to get paid like $46, $47 million next season. And what's he really giving you? Like, I know. You maybe, watch him play, and you're like, how could anybody pay this guy? You know? I know. Yeah. It's, it's, what is he? What is he? He's not worth that money. No. And. The money that some of these guys get paid, like, you know, him and John Wall, Westbrook, it, it's just – Wall, obviously, is not a bad player. He's just been hurt the last few years. But, like, you got some of these guys who get paid this astronomical money. I saw a breakdown the other night. The only player who's really getting paid that money is really showing up. It's really Curry. So, it's – until, yeah. like, you know. I mean, I just, yeah, but, like, I mean, get your money, man. Like, I don't blame you for, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to – yeah. Look, if I was in my position, if I had to, you know – Sit on a bench and someone's still going to pay me $40 million a year. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. So I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take 20. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, Bob, this is an awesome show, man. And I love talking New York sports always, especially with you. I know we've had many hours discussions at any place, Bluestone, RIP. Yeah, no. I know. Live long. And uh, it lives on yeah, forever in our hearts, man. Exactly. I love that very odd bathroom where I walk in and just like all right there in that little quaint little uh, toilet closet. So <laughs> I miss it every weekend, man. Every Friday night, I'm like, ugh, I'd love to be here. But what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, it is what it is. But 
Yeah, I love talking. I want to do another show soon. I want to, I want to get your brother on here. We could do like a three person thing, like like around the horn. We could do like some debates and talk about stuff. And yeah, I want to get something else going. We can talk uh, baseball. I can't wait till we do football too. A couple months away, and I love to do like a week long thing. But until then, we could do baseball, and we got really exciting hockey playoffs coming up. Yeah, I'm I'm down to come on whenever you want, man. I'll, I'll do this whenever you need me. Definitely. Yeah. This, this is a blast. Yeah. I love this. I could talk sports all day. Oh yeah, I could. I could. That's if I ever had any dream job. For, I don't care if it pays whatever. If I could get paid to talk about sports, that'd be the best job in the world. We do sports movies, man. We'll do like uh, Bad News Bears and like uh, Semi Pro and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, Fast I would and do Furious. That in a Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's got car racing. I still, seen, I still haven't seen Fast Nine yet, so I still have to watch it. I stopped watching it at like six. After Paul Walker died, I'm like, eh. It's not the same. <laughs> you didn't see uh, Furious Seven, the one. Well, he was in that one. You saw Furious Seven, though. That's probably the last one I saw. The last one I saw, uh, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, jumped out of an ambulance onto a helicopter or something like that. I don't know. I was like, this is ridiculous. That was in Furious Seven, because or Furious that's, that's Seven. That's probably last yeah, one I saw. Seven, well, because in Furious Seven, he only only really has two lines. Where he's like in the beginning of the movie, then he's in the hospital the entire movie, and then he's like, "Daddy's, Daddy's got to go to work. work," and he gets up and he breaks out the cast. Yeah, and, and he takes he he steals an ambulance and drives into a helicopter. Like, yeah, and then he has that ridiculous line where it's like, "Did you bring the caliber?" It's like, "Woman, I am the caliber." <laughs> what that? What's the, the crazy thing about that entire movie? Like. Trilogy or triple, tri- whatever they would call it, that, that series. It was a race. It was yeah. like a street racing about DVD stealing DVDs. And now yeah, they're like international superheroes. It's insane. They're going to space. I know. It's again like tasks, like missions, like save the world. It just became so over the top. It just. You know what they're going to do? They should do a big Fast and Furious with Marvel. Ooh, that'd be good. They should have yeah. Captain America and uh, Captain America or the Hulk fights Vin Diesel. Yeah, he, you know what? That's he's like a superhuman. Cool. He he catches cars with his hands and throws them. That's I don't know. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> you know what, man? As ridiculous as that sounds, that could be like a billion dollar idea because you have two franchises that people will always spend money for. And if they ever do that, that'd be out of control. Could you imagine? You, if you, you hear something and you see the Hulk turn around. And he's like, Dom Torres, like it's about family, and they just start fighting. It'd be nuts. <laughs> and at the end, they start like you know, like kind of uh. They all hold hands, and like Hulk just goes like family, like that. It's family, like, yeah. <laughs> God, that's a that's a that's a that's another billion dollar Disney idea. We should we should just. Oh my God! Yeah, we should pitch that, man. I I do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> That'd be great. Hey, did you hear what happened to Chris Pratt? No, what happened? <laughs> no, it's a thing oh, I do. Shit. I just uh, no. I, I I made a joke oh. where he was uh he got drafted by the Russian army to fight against the Ukraine and. uh I get kicked out of a couple of Instagram lives for it, so I just want to to shout out to myself. <laughs> He's not. He didn't ever get to buy the Russians. He's fine. <laughs> I love that live. That's pretty good, man. I should do that. I should like uh, throw that just out go there on my face, next Instagram live. Go to Instagram lives like people, like famous people, and just keep writing. Hey, did you hear about Chris Pratt? Did you hear about Chris Pratt? Did you hear about Chris Pratt? And eventually, they're like, "What happened to Chris Pratt?" And you write it, and then they go crazy. They're like, what happened to Chris Pratt? What is this? Is this real? And then people start Googling. I did it like four times. It was great. 
Oh my god, that's pretty. I'm blocked funny. by four people. So, you know what we should do? What you definitely should do is you should do that for live for the uh, Giant Depp Amber Heard trial because you can make a lot of people really crazy because everyone's tuning oh, in for that. <laughs> do you hear about Chris Pratt? He's dating Amber Heard now. Yeah, <laughs> they both poop in the bed. <laughs> he's married. To, he's married to a Schwarzenegger. You know what? Yeah, he's married to her daughter, his daughter. So, yeah. That's crazy. Imagine him as a father in law. Talk about Hulk. I don't care what you say, guys. That scares the shit out of me. (laughs) You come to pick up my daughter? It's like, oh, uh, no. (laughs) It's like that thing in Rush Rush Hour. And uh, what's that movie? Bad Boys 2. He's like, what's your name? Reggie. Reggie. Look, 30. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. <laughs> when he just like you know, and then like the mom like, oh, don't don't mind your his 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 father and his little friend to you know make you all nervous. <laughs> Mike Lowry, <laughs> have you come to pick up my daughter? No, I'm actually delivering the mail. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, leave him alone. I'll be back. You just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man. yeah, that'd be nuts. I'm gonna try that. I, I might do that for the Instagram live. I could probably do that with uh, people. I could much do it with sports too, just to make the most ridiculous thing. It's like just start rumors. Ridiculous. Yeah, some ridiculous trade rumor. That's pretty funny. You just keep going. <laughs> if you just keep writing the same thing, eventually they see it and they're like, "What does this person keep saying?" Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. and they're like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> just a little. You troll. You trolling. You become a troll. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm kind of surprised at. So obviously, the Amber Heard thing. The most I, I've I've watched probably accumulatively maybe like one and a half minute of coverage of this thing, probably from when I just see it on social media. I've seen but just TikTok the only thing about I, it, yeah. yeah. The only thing that you see is just like that whole entire thing with the poop in the bed. One thing I'm kind of surprised is they've not really incorporated memes and gifts from like Always Sunny with that. I, yeah. Because that, that was well, a huge episode. Yeah. I don't know if you know, the, the, the It's Always Sunny guys, uh, Charlie Mack and Dennis, well, the, the real guys, they have, yeah. a, they have a, their own podcast now. They where they uh, awesome. they they uh, they watch they they're watching the episodes back from season one and then like doing like behind the scenes about it. And then really? a couple weeks, yeah, a couple weeks ago they brought up they're like, isn't it crazy that like we had an episode where Frank poops in bed and then this is like a real thing with Johnny Depp and Amber. like they brought it up. They did. How, like, I'm glad they yeah, did. they talked. They they talked about it. So I mean, it's but it is funny. Like who thinks I've never pooped in bed? Yeah, on purpose. Just that. Just that. Yeah. Just that one episode with Frank and Dan. It's like, nah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. The poop was for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Bob, I'm going to grab some dinner, but I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute blast of a show. You always leave me in tears laughing. And I loved it. I'm down, I'm down to talk sports, movies. I want to do movie podcasts with you. We could do that. We could do movie podcasts. Just like anything podcast, me and you could talk for hours. I, I just yeah. know that, so I'd be down to do it anytime, any place, man. I can use a hobby, man. This is fun. I'd, do, I'd love to do it again. Yeah, let's let's do it regularly. I'll I'll we'll I'll keep in touch. I'll I'll want to talk to you right after the show. Yeah, we'll do this for sure. All right, man. All right, Cheers. thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Let's go Rangers today, Bobby. Thank. You. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Yankees. Keep it in uh, first place in the division. Range for second round. Let's see what we could do against the Canes. Let's keep it up. One and nothing right sure now. I want to follow on. How, what's what's the one nothing? So one nothing. It's, it's intermission now. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> no, no, you're fine, man. Thanks for the update.
Uh, yeah, just everybody, thanks so much for listening. You can follow us uh, at the Sports Source on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram too. I share weekly for on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Music as well. Thank you, everyone. And Bobby, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Yep.